The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. I'm uh, broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona for the last time today, because next week... We'll be broadcasting from Fountain Hills, a lovely little town about 20 miles east of here, where the air is fresh and clean and clear, and the, the views are absolutely spectacular. So next week, you'll hear me saying, welcome from Fountain Hills. I get to move this weekend, so you can keep me in your positive thoughts. Oh, Go to the self-improvement blog if you haven't already. Read the bio. The book review about about the book we're going to talk about today and watch the video of our guest because you'll be so very glad you did. Today's show is brought to you by the Valentis product, Trim. Trim is its name, which cuts your appetite and boosts your metabolism. And yes, it really works. Trust me, I know this one. To know more, go to the self-improvement blog and click on the orange banner ad in the right sidebar that says Trim. This product, together with what you'll learn today, can bring you some amazing results because today we're going to talk about weight loss. If you're overweight, you probably have tried everything you can think of to lose the weight and have a slender, healthy body. We all want that. I fought the battle ever since my second son was born, and that was a long time ago. You probably, if you've had a chronic weight problem, you've probably been to counselors, nutritionists, doctors who specialize in weight loss. You've been on starvation diets, ketosis diets, fat, fad diets, and doctor-supervised diets. They all worked for a time, and then there you are, fat again. You've addressed every possible cause that you know of. But what about those causes you don't know about? What about the subconscious programming that isn't in your awareness but causes you to eat more than you need and prompts your body to hang on to every ounce of fat it can get? We're going to talk about that today and we have an expert with us to do that. Asher Fox is a subconscious behaviorist, subconscious behaviorist, cognitive behavioral coach, and clinical hypnotherapist who for over 18 years has specialized in helping those who suffer from being chronically overweight, and there's a lot of us in this country. 
Asher has the highest credentials in subconscious behaviorism, clinical hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral coaching, and neuro-linguistic program, programming, and has been on the faculty of two institutions, teaching a variety of courses ranging from understanding the subconscious mind to creating trust and intimacy. He's the author of Fat to Fearless, Enjoy Permanent Weight Loss and End Emotional Eating for Good. As a retired clinical hypnotherapist, let me tell you that you really need to pay attention to what Asher has to say today because because he brings a level of expertise rarely seen. And it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Asher Fox. Asher, we're so glad to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be here. I'm delighted. I can't wait to share with my listeners the things that you have learned and the, the program that you have available. But let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Asher Fox? Well, Asher Fox is someone who has been on the journey that I'm inviting other people to take. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fat to Fearless. I was an overweight child, and I dealt with all of the things that an overweight child deals with in terms of social issues and self-esteem, and uh, you know, being picked last for you know every type of sports activity. You know, I became an overweight adult, and that became even more complicated as those emotions became compounded with beginning to date and you know rejection and all of those types of things. And I decided after some back surgeries where I was uh, close to paralyzed that something needed to be different, something had to change. So I decided I was going to off to college at the time, and I said, you know, I'll become a personal trainer. There's no way I could be an expert on nutrition and fitness and be overweight. And that turned out to not be true at all. How much did you weigh then? Um, well, at the time, I weighed probably about 240, 250 pounds, and you know, I became a personal trainer and actually had quite a few clients, which I you know, later came to realize I had to a degree because you know, it was, training with me put less pressure on them if they were with somebody who was extremely fit, but at the same time, I was also providing them with something that those people didn't, which was understanding, you know, what they were going through. I ended up reaching 300 pounds, and that's when I realized, you know, knowledge doesn't produce change. I, I literally reached the point where I was teaching personal training certification courses, yet I still you know I could write a book on nutrition, but I still couldn't get my own weight under control. So I realized I really needed to turn away from kind of the symptom level of things, dealing with the, the surface solutions, and really look at what was going on deeper, you know, which was what was causing me to sabotage myself, what was causing me to emotionally eat. And, you know, I began studying uh, what had been kind of a hobby before, but I turned to it professionally, uh, you know, psychology, the subconscious mind, understanding how all of those things work and healed myself. You know, I had the intention of, you know, healing myself, giving that to, you know, myself, but also being able to give it to the clients that I saw struggling with the same thing. And uh, that's what I did. And for over 18 years, that's what I've specialized in is helping people overcome emotional eating and and weight loss, self-sabotage. And the book Fat to Fearless is essentially the culmination of that almost two decades of work. And it's a remarkable book. One thing that you said really struck me, uh, you're, you're being a personal trainer. And at the time, you went up to 300 pounds. I can't imagine how much exercise you were doing every day and still gaining weight. You had to be demonstrating exercises to your clients. 
and and those people who are exercising and still gaining weight, I, I guess it can take some comfort in that, knowing that there's help outside of exercise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the subconscious mind, you know, one of its primary functions is to prove us right. And if we have childhood beliefs that, you know, essentially are low self-esteem beliefs of I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I'm going to be alone, I'm unattractive, any of these things that so many of us pick up in, in early childhood, the subconscious mind doesn't argue. It simply says, okay, if you believe this, I'm going to go about proving that to be true for you. And in a society that prizes being thin, above anything else almost, there's no better way for your subconscious mind to prove any of those things to be true for you than to drive you to behaviors that make you um, be overweight. So, you know, if I exercised all day long, you know, my subconscious would say, well, this isn't going to work. You know, we're going to have to obviously drive him to eat more food to compensate for that, or, you know, we're going to have to demotivate him to exercise. You know, ultimately, until you address those deeper issues, everything else is just surface solutions. Well, the subconscious mind can control your metabolism, too, and say, hey, look, he's, he's not doing what he's supposed to to stay fat. Yeah, We're going to have to slow really, him down. No, without a doubt. And I think that's, you know, if there was one thing, and obviously, you know, I, this is my passion and what I've, I do and have done for a living for a long time, so I'm a little biased. But I think that if there's one thing that's missing in terms of general knowledge or education, it's understanding the subconscious mind and how powerful it is. You know, there's, uh, it's over 90% of our mental functioning. The more research that's done, the more that there's really even a question of if we make any truly conscious decisions. You know, if we look at, um, you know, a lot of uh, studies that are done on what's called priming now, where your very environment and the things that you don't even consciously pick up on are driving, you know, decisions that you think you're making consciously. But not only does it control behavior and not only does it control the metabolism, but in the past decade, we've even seen research where they've been able to actually look at DNA under, you know, whatever type of microscope that is. Um, and they can see that the DNA actually begins to unravel based on what emotions that you're feeling. So all of these things that we think that, you know, are set, and this is just simply who we are, even our very genetics are influenced by our subconscious mind and the feelings and the emotions that we're feeling. And isn't it interesting that most of us were taught not to pay attention to our emotions or our feelings, uh, that they don't count, we need to use our mind, and, and you know, we talk about being really off base. Oh, Let's absolutely. Just take you know, a minute so that... to, why, why don't you di differentiate for us the difference between the conscious and the subconscious mind functions? Sure, absolutely. You know, the conscious mind is basically who most of us think we are. It's our day-to-day -day functioning, our analytical mind. It's the thoughts that we're aware of. And that's really the most simple way of putting it. It's, it's what we're aware of. But really, you know, the, the one um, metaphor that's used all the time is the, the tip of the iceberg. You know, that's really what the conscious mind is. The subconscious mind is really everything else. You know, it stores all of our memories since we could have memories. It's certainly the ones, you know, far, so far back that we can't even begin to consciously glimpse of them. You know, it runs our autonomic nervous system. It, you know, holds our core beliefs. It, uh, you know, is the seat of creativity, imagination, the heart of our emotions. You know, essentially all of the things that really make us who we are at a very deep level are things that exist in the subconscious. And more than anything else, it defines the quality of our life. You know, one of the things that we can do is no matter what we consciously say we want or believe about ourselves, we can always see what we really believe about ourselves 
and what we really want at a very deep level by looking at what's going on in our lives. Because essentially, that's just simply the output, the manifestation of a subconscious template that we have. So if there's something that we're consciously wanting to do, and we say we want to do it you know, more than anything, and we try, and we keep go, you know, going at it, but we keep failing, there's a conscious-subconscious conflict. Because obviously there's something subconscious that disagrees with that conscious desire. Can you give us an example? Sure, absolutely. There are, you know, and we can kind of look at multiple examples. We can look at, you know, what I mentioned before is that the subconscious mind functions to prove itself right. And most of us have who have weight issues, you know, over 20 years, I can almost 20 years, I can tell you that there's always some shade of I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, some of those types of things. So as long as we hold that belief subconsciously, and have the the belief that being overweight makes us any of those things, makes us unlovable, unworthy, unattractive. We can consciously say we want to do it all day long, that we can want to lose weight, but there's a conflict there with our subconscious. Our subconscious is always going to sabotage us. You know, and then we can look at kind of the next level up, which would be secondary gains, which, you know, we can give a very simple definition of secondary gains, which is, you know, a, a benefit, subconscious benefit we get out of not doing something that we consciously, you know, say that we want to do, and it can work inversely as well, meaning doing something we say we don't want to do. But, you know, great examples are, you know, some of the more extreme would be I've worked with plenty of weight loss clients over the years that consciously want to lose weight, but they experience some type of abuse or sexual abuse or molestation as a child, and being overweight is a way of protecting themselves. So even though they consciously say they want to lose weight, at a deeper subconscious level, the weight protects them. You know, and there's certainly much less extreme examples. You know, the person that will start to lose weight and their spouse becomes insecure and all of a sudden they start to gain weight again to help the relationship. So there's tons of examples of those types of conflicts. And on that note, we're going to go to break. Stay tuned because we're going to be back with much more with Asher Fox. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? 
Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Asher Fox who's written a book called Fat Fearless. And if you're struggling with a weight loss program, I recommend that you run, not walk, to the closest place you can get this book, whether it's your computer or the nearest bookstore, because this will give you some tools to work with that you've never had before. Uh, And one of the things that I really want to talk to Asher about is how our core beliefs affect our ability to get rid of the weight. Uh, Asher, you have... So much good stuff in this book about core beliefs. Let's talk a little bit about that. Definitely. You know, core beliefs essentially affect everything in our life. And, you know, like I mentioned before, when we're, whenever we consciously want, say we're trying to accomplish something, but we're continuously unable to do it, you know, that's a, an indication of a conscious, subconscious, you know, conflict there. And, and whatever is in the subconscious is always going to win out. And, you know, core beliefs really are, you know, one of the most powerful driving forces in the, in the subconscious. And like I'd mentioned before, you know, over almost everyone I've worked with with significant weight issues throughout their life, they have some type of negative core belief around the idea of being unlovable or not good enough or I'm unattracted or I'm always going to end up alone and weight becomes a way of manifesting that. You know, one of the, the biggest challenges that people have, though, is many people are unaware that they have these beliefs and they're also unwilling to face the fact that they have those beliefs because it's a very hard thing to, you know, look in the mirror and say, wow, I, I really believe I'm unlovable. Or I really, really believe I'm unworthy. You know, so we develop all of these psychic defense mechanisms, denial, repression, splitting, disavow, all these things to kind of keep from dealing with this. But the first step that I think is very important for people to understand when they begin doing this type of work is that the very definition of unconscious is that we're not consciously aware of it. You know, the fact that you don't believe that you have any of these these issues, per se, or any of these negative core beliefs is in no way indicative of you know, the truth of if that's the, that's the case or not. The best way, way of knowing if you have any of these beliefs is simply looking at your life. You know, or if, if you are being unloving to yourself, you know, that's an indication that you have a belief that you don't deserve love. You know, or, and we can kind of go down the list of, of all of those different core beliefs. So, you know, core beliefs really drive us, you know, at, at that deeper level in terms of behaviors that's going to prove that right. You know, everyone probably knows somebody that has the belief, for instance, that all men cheat or, or all women cheat. And somehow, in, in spite of themselves, they always manage to find someone that cheats on them. You know, and that's a great example. If they have that belief from something that they observed in childhood or something that happened to them in childhood, their subconscious mind is going to always drive them to be attracted to people who are going to, you know, prove that out to be true for them. Even though consciously these people may be very different and they may consciously not, you know, think they're making different choices, that subconscious is going to covertly make sure you're attracted to those people. Likewise, it's going to drive you to behaviors that are going to cause you to be overweight if you have any of these negative issues, any of these negative core beliefs. So the big question then is, if these are subconscious, I'm not aware of them, 
Uh, I know that I could work with a therapist one-on-one and get to some of them. How can I, can I do this on my own? And if I can, where do I begin? Now, how can I know that what I'm hearing in my own mind is the truth? Well, and that's that's really at the heart of what the Fat to Fearless process is about. You know, when I, in, in being in private practice, some of the tools that I've used for peop- with people are things like hypnotherapeutic age regression, where putting them into hypnosis will actually go into their subconscious and uncover these things. And when I created Fat to Fearless, the, you know, the book and the program, one of my concerns was, you know, the integrity of, okay, I'm taking these very powerful live processes that I've used to change you know, countless people's lives, and I've got to put this into some type of a format that they're going to get similar results. You know, because whether or not people purchase the book or the program, all of that is irrelevant if they're not getting results, because obviously getting people results is, is my passion. So, you know, I've been really amazed to get some of the feedback from people who've been going through the processes and having similar experiences as they had with me in live sessions. But some of the things that the that Fat to Fearless does is it really helps you to l- utilize your conscious mind as kind of your own therapist by guiding it through these processes. So, you know, at the the beginning, there's simply the educational process of consciously educating you about the subconscious. That's kind of the first section of the book. But then we quickly go into understanding how these core beliefs are formed in childhood and, you know, a variety of exercises where you're actually able to look at the what's going on in your life the emotions that, you know, these events are making you feel, how does it feel being overweight, and use those feelings as a way of literally tracking back into your subconscious and uncovering what you really believe about yourself. And there's a variety of techniques and, and processes, you know, in the book to help you do that. And, and I have to say, as a, as a retired therapist, I really didn't think that somebody could do this without the guidance of a, a good hypnotherapist. But... Your exercises are so dynamic and so easy to approach, so clearly defined that it works. Um, you know, I had a significant breakthrough, and I was absolutely stunned by it. You <laughs> can I? Can, do you mind if I give that one really fast? No, I actually would love that. I, 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 yeah. I love hear, hearing that story that that you told me because it's just, I mean, you know, it's very and. and Wonderful for me to hear that, and I think empowering for other people. Well, it totally blew me away. Uh, I was a premature baby way back in 1935, and back then they didn't have much really great equipment to help you with. My mother took me home. She kept me warm in a box uh, with a, on a hot water bottle that she had to keep warm all the time, and she had to feed me every two hours. And I'd heard that story. Um, you know, growing up, uh, it was kind of cute, I thought, and thinking of me as little tiny when I haven't been little tiny since then. And then I heard, if she doesn't eat, she'll die. If she doesn't eat, she'll die. She has to eat. If she loses weight, she's going to die. And I'd never, ever thought that that would still be in my subconscious mind. I'd never thought of it being there in the first place. As soon as I realized that and really dealt with it, I started losing weight. I've lost 10 pounds. And that's just in the last few weeks, like the last month. It blew me away. And 
you know, it's exciting to see what else I might find in there. But that one was real and um, quite a surprise. Yeah, so much of these things that are in our subconscious have so much power over us because we're not consciously aware of them. You know, when we bring them to conscious awareness and you're actually able to, you know, one of the things, one of the processes in the book as well is learning about cognitive distortions, you know, ways that we think that allows us to distort reality, you know. And once we kind of bring these things to conscious awareness and we begin kind of unraveling those cognitive distortions, you know, we're every step of that process, we become closer to synchronizing what we consciously want with what's actually in our subconscious. So it's a very powerful process to take material from what's unconscious to conscious. And there's such a bleed over as well in, in terms of other areas of, of life. You know, I'm a big believer of everything that I do with clients. I like to, to create generative change, you know, where we're able to make change in one area that you're then going to propagate into other areas of your life. And when you resolve these negative beliefs, you know, it's not just weight that these things are affecting you in, but other areas also. But also, you know, the other really powerful thing is that when you have, you know, you're, you're you know, a retired therapist, you've, like all of us, you know, who do this for a living, you undoubtedly have enjoy, you know, uh, improving yourself and kind of looking deeply within, and and you've had probably lots of aha moments. But for people who are really just beginning this type of work, having some type of aha moment where they actually are able to see a powerful shift in their life is so empowering to let them see, wow, if I can make this change here, what type of change can I make in every other area of my life? So, you know, this type of change very much becomes generative and just, you know, transforms your life as a whole. Yeah, it seems like the big hurdle people have to get over, especially if they haven't been involved in anything like this, is, you know, oh, my gosh, what will I find out? You know, what what if I don't like what I find out? You know, what, what, you know I think there's a great deal of fear connected with doing some of that deep inner work. Well, no. there, there, you know, there absolutely is. You know, one of the things, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Carl Jung is that, you know, all um, – all neurosis is a substitute for legitimate suffering. And essentially, overeating emotionally to soothe pain or to satisfy some, you know, uh, uh, negative subconscious belief is, is essentially a, a neurotic manifestation. It's, it's a neurosis. And basically what it comes down to is, you know, I would rather, you know, those are all suppression mechanisms of some type or the other to keep from dealing with that original, that original wound, that core trauma. And, you know, real change occurs when people reach the point where the pain from the neurosis, the pain from being overweight and, and dealing with all that is finally greater than their perceived pain of what it's going to mean to deal with the actual issue. You know, and that's why the, the fundamental question, I think I, I talk about this in, in Fat to Fearless, is that determines if someone is really going to produce a shift and a change is the question, have you suffered enough? Have you suffered enough that you're really ready to do the work? Because the work at the end of the day is always less painful than the actual you know, neurosis or self-soothing or negative behaviors that we've developed to keep from dealing with it. And that's a powerful question. And just the title of the book raises another question that goes along with this, and that's the title, Fat to Fearless. Why didn't you call it From Fat to Thin or Fat to Trim or Fat to Healthy? Now, why from fat to fearless? Talk about the fear. 
Well, and very much, you know, fear, it's essentially that's the journey, is that, you know, fear plays a very powerful role, at, you know, at both the conscious and the subconscious level. You know, consciously, we think that, you know, we're afraid of being fat, we're afraid of all these things, but really at a deeper level, you know, the fear is usually something very, very different. You know, certainly there's the fear related to secondary gains and all of these types of things. You know, there's lots of kind of levels of fear, but the ultimate fear that I've found is that the, there's one really powerful secondary gain that, that I've almost always found present in clients who've suffered from you know, weight issues their whole life, and that is this. You know, and, and I've been there. You know, this has been my journey as well. So I, this is very much true for me. But if you ask anyone who suffered from a weight issue, they'll tell you that they have a list of things they're going to do when they finally lose the weight and take it off. When I lose weight, I'm going to start dating. I'm going to find that special someone. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to become more active. I'm going to get a social life. I'm going to you know, start doing presentations at work and working my way up the ladder because I'll be less self-conscious about my appearance. You know, there's this list of things. And they believe that their weight is what's keeping them from doing that. And actually what their weight is usually doing is isolate is, or is um, uh, protecting them from their fear that they might not be good enough to do those things regardless of the weight. And you know, I want so- to talk about that more when we come back. Asher, it's time for us to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about overcoming this fear. So stay tuned. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist what if you could function from that space all the time what if gratitude is the key every time you are grateful for someone or something a new universe opens up What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Asher Fox. We're talking about his book, Fat or Fear, Fat to Fearless. Um, we were talking before the break about some of the fears that we have um, when we lose that weight. But before we get into that and how to deal with this fear, I want Asher to tell you how you can find him. Asher, uh, how can they reach you? How can they find you on the Internet? Uh, the, the best way is uh, that you can either go to asherfox.com, A-S-H-E-R-F-O-X.com, or fattofearless.com. They'll both take you to the same place, and you can get lots of information there. One of the things that I'm offering, I'm going to be releasing a series of free tutorial videos on how to overcome weight loss self-sabotage that's going to be coming out in the next uh, couple of weeks. So if anyone um, just fills out the information there and puts in their email address, they'll get all of that free uh, when, it, um, when it comes out in the next couple weeks and there's also links to go to Amazon and purchase the book there. But uh, asherfox.com or fattofearless.com and anyone that's also interested in, I do online group coaching around uh, emotional weight issues and uh, they can find information on that there as well. Fantastic. Um, And let me tell you, this is really good material. And if Asher's offering it for free, get it. Get it now. I mean, it's, it's actually, I don't know how you could put a value on what he has to give you. I don't know any place you can find it except from Asher Fox. So, you know, get over to his website, asherfox.com, get your name on there so you keep up with what's going on. Now, Asher, we were talking a little bit about some of the fear that is that that people who are overweight are dealing with and they may not even be aware of it. How do we Identify this fear. How do we deal with it? Well, one of the things is, you know, if you look back at your your behavior, you know, ultimately there's a couple different ways of of understanding what's going on in the subconscious mind. And one is through processes like I would do with clients in live sessions, you know, hypnotherapeutic processes, you know, things like age regression or or, um, parts therapy or, you know, various things like that and a few other modalities that I use as well. But in the book... You know, the goal was how can I help clients to understand what's in their subconscious without actually seeing a therapist? Uh, And the the other way is is that you know you get a basic working model of understanding how the subconscious mind works, and then you're able to look at your life and kind of play a little bit of detective at the conscious level, and then fill in the gaps with some processes that I use to help people get in touch with with their subconscious, and that's how they can can kind of understand that. But one of the things is, you know, you look at patterns too. If you always have a pattern of sabotaging your weight when you get to a particular point, there's a reason for that. And, and you know, it can kind of be a multi-leveled reason. But we were talking about fat to fearless and the title fearless is that one of the reasons is that people believe their weight is keeping them back from things or holding them back from things. But really their weight is protecting them from trying something that they're afraid that they aren't good enough to do or they're going to fail at. So as soon, you know, using the example of, of, you know, when I lose weight, I'm going to start dating and meet that special someone. So what happens is they reach a point where their they weight gets low enough and they're within striking distance, so to speak, of that goal. 
And then they, you know, their subconsciously things start to happen. They're like, uh oh, I'm actually going to have to do this now. I'm actually going to go out and start dating. What if no one loves me? What if I'm unlovable? What if I'm not good enough? You know, what if it's not my weight? You know, and all this takes place at the subconscious level. And all of a sudden, the subconscious says, uh, no, we don't want to deal with that. So go we need get to put this weight cream. back on. Yeah. Better go get some chocolate ice cream. Exactly. You know, because as long as you have the weight, you know, it serves two very important functions. One, it confirms what you believe about yourself to be true. I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable at the subconscious level, but it preserves conscious hope. Because as long as I have that weight, I'm able to consciously tell myself, yeah, this is going to happen. I am going to date. I am going to meet this person. Yes, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to do this. I'm able to keep conscious hope alive by telling myself, yeah, I'm good enough for all that just as soon as I lose the weight. So it you know, satisfies negative subconscious core beliefs while at the same time preserving conscious hope because we need conscious hope to live you know, to some degree to keep functioning and moving forward. Even if we're not really moving cycle. forward, even yeah. if we're just staying still. <laughs> so, so how do you stop the cycle of losing weight until you get to that scary point that you're going to have to start taking responsibility and stepping out to do the things that you said you want to do, and then getting close to it, self-sabotaging, putting the weight back on, and starting the cycle all over? Where do you break this cycle? Wow. Well, well, and and I think that that that's a the way that you phrased it is a um, good example of what people expect and how I would counter that expectation because you know where do you break that cycle implies that there's kind of a key point you know linguistically if we looked at that and the one thing that. Really, I stress to everyone is that it is a process. You know, Fat to Fearless is not a book that you read through. Because again, no. knowledge doesn't produce change. You've got to do the exercises and you've got to go through the process. And as you go through the process, you're going to disassemble and dismantle all of these things leading up to your ability to go ahead and do these things. So, for example, if a client came into me today, and I next week said, okay, you know, let's say it's that same client that wants to lose weight before they start dating. And I said, okay, now you're going to start dating. You know, we're just going to do this anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. They would look at me like I had three heads and never come back. You know, we first have to deal with so, those negative core beliefs. We've got to give you, you know, um, deal with that subconsciously. We've got to give you conscious tools to deal with the emotions that cause you to overeat. And we've got to kind of disassemble all of those things. You know, I'm a big believer that you have to work at the conscious, the subconscious, and the environmental level. And you have to work at all three of those things simultaneously to produce rapid change, you know. And, And when I say a process, unlike going to some traditional forms of like psychotherapy where we may be there for years, you know, most of the clients I work with, you know, it's a matter of months, you know, that it, as opposed to years for them to do this work. But it's a process of disassembling all of those things that have held you back over the years. And then you reach a point where, okay, now I'm able to feel the fear and do it anyway. And what's amazing is, is when that happens, the weight just starts to melt off. Uh, you know, perfect example, I had a client, you know, very similar to this relationship issue, except for she had commitment issues around dating. So the weight was a way of keeping her from committing. So we reached the point where we had disassembled enough of that where I said, okay, now what I want you to do is start dating before you've reached your weight goals. Just trust me on this. And as soon as she started dating, she started lo- she immediately lost the weight because the weight no longer was an effective deterrent So this, to keep her from 
from dating. So it no longer served, it, it was no longer subconsciously a, a effective uh, as what it was designed to do. So, you know, there was no reason for her to have that weight, so it just automatically kind of came off as, you know, the craving stopped and those types of things. So it's just very much a process, but a powerful process. In your book, you don't talk about food programs, you don't talk about exercise, which surprised me in a way, and in a way, it was a relief not to read about all that strange uh-huh. food. Again, uh, we all know what we're supposed to eat. Uh, most of us you know, could design a diet with a blink of an eye, uh, but they don't. That's not all there is to it. And you focus entirely on the subconscious, well, on the mind. Yeah, the, you know, I'll tell you a secret about diets and exercise programs. So everyone listen closely. They all work. You know? They all work. Some work faster than others. Some are healthier than others. Some are easier to stick with than others. But they all work if you're able to stick with them over time. You know, the problem isn't the diet. The problem is our ability to, you know, actually execute the plan, stay on the diet, stick with it, and understanding that even if we somehow did manage to do that, but we didn't resolve those subconscious beliefs, our our subconscious, like you yourself mentioned, has the ability to control our very metabolism. So, you know, we could still be doing everything right, and if our subconscious is invested in keeping us overweight, it's going to be an uphill battle. You know, I, I can remember years ago, one of the things I talk about in the book is how quite frequently these negative core beliefs that cause us to be overweight are also intertwined with our uh, relationship issues. And I can remember that I was in a very unhealthy relationship um, you know, with this, this uh, young woman that had a lot of issues and was just, you know, and obviously it was intertwined with my own issues and, and I was gaining weight as I you know, would normally do in that situation. And it was absolutely amazing. Whenever I reached the point where I had the self-esteem necessary to leave the relationship, within a matter of, you know, less than two weeks, I could not believe the difference in my physical body. All of a sudden, you know, that weight that I was preserving, that I was holding on to, that was kind of a part of that whole negative belief system that kept me in that relationship, once I resolved it, you know, my body just said, okay, we don't need this anymore. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what we do at this symptom level until we deal with what's underneath. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, really focusing on what tires you're going to put on your car when you're engine. Uh, the, the, the belief that many people who lose the weight, put it back on, lose the weight, put it back on, they have a program that when I reach a certain weight, I always gain it back. I can mm-hmm. lose it, but I always gain it back. How do you deal with that one? Well, part of it is, you know, it's again, it's understanding why that happens. And, you know, the, the thing about, about Fat to Fearless is from working with clients, I can tell you that people are very different. You know, there's a lot of principles that apply, but what it is with one person isn't the case with another person, and sometimes it's a combination of, of various things. So that's why there's a lot of diagnostic tools. And, you know, and one of my concerns was that, you know, the book just had so much powerful material in it that, you know, it, it was just a lot for people to go through. But as it turns out, it's been very positive, and I think it was necessary. So, you know, if we look at that, there's a couple different things. You know, one is simply what we talked about is that weight can be linked to secondary gains, like, what well, you know, related to losing that weight. There's a reason of preserving that, and that's something that, they, that we look at in the book and, and resolve. 
But another important thing is understanding the role that pain and pleasure play in this whole situation. You know, subconsciously, we're wired to first move away from pain and then secondarily towards pleasure. And, you know, and that, be, that essentially is an evolutionary mechanism because, you know, if I'm a, a caveman and I'm sitting here and I haven't eaten in three days, but I see this beautiful piece of fruit right there on that tree, you know, and I'm starving and I want that more than anything, but a saber-toothed tiger comes out of the, you know, woods <laughs> next to me, you know, I got to take care of that saber-toothed tiger first before I, I take, you know, try to get the the fruit. You know, so essentially we're wired, hey, you got to deal with pain first, then secondarily towards pleasure. Over the years, that's evolved to equal psychological pain and pleasure, emotional pain and pleasure as well. So keeping that hierarchy in mind, almost every time someone begins a diet, their level of emotional pain reaches a tipping point that's greater than whatever it is that's keeping them overweight, the pull towards secondary gains or the sugar cravings or what have you. And usually that's something like, you know, I I put on my clothes this morning and for the first time I couldn't even fit into my fat jeans or, you know, my husband hired, you know, this really thin secretary, blonde secretary, and that triggered me or I've got a reunion coming up. Whatever it is, there's a tipping point in pain and people begin a program. The challenge is, is that their motivation is linked to pain, and pain is linked to weight. So as they lose weight, their pain decreases, and subsequently their motivation decreases. So there comes a point where now that pain slash motivation becomes less than whatever those subconscious factors were that were driving them to overeat anyway. So they immediately will cycle back. So it's a two-step process. One, we've got to eliminate whatever you know, those subconscious drivers are that are competing with you know, that kind of reduced pain. But secondly, we also have to look at the other side of the equation. We have to create a very powerful pull towards the pleasure of being overweight or, be, or rather of reaching that weight loss goals. And most people don't really have that. You and know, I'd like think- to talk about that when we come back from break. Uh, it's time for us to take the break, and I know all of you want to hear how we avoid putting that weight back on. So stay tuned for more with Asher Fox. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. We're on our last lap with Asher Fox. I really hate to see this end because he has so much valuable material to share with us. We were talking before the break about cycling through and getting to a point that you're comfortable so you start eating again. What do you do, Asher, for your clients to help them stay motivated so this time through... They don't do that. They continue with their program. Well, like I was mentioning before the break, a lot of it is creating that pull towards pleasure. Very few people have a a well-developed sense of what life is going to be like when they actually reach their goals. And it's really an avoidance of pain masquerading as a pull towards pleasure. So, you know, they'll say, I want to look good in a bathing suit. That's my goal. Well, that's the, well, the conscious words, but the emotions are, the behind it are, I don't want to look bad anymore. I don't want to feel bad. So a lot of that is beginning to, you know, and there's a lot of processes in the, for this in the book, both in the book and as well as with the hypnotherapy audio companions, to actually begin to install at a subconscious level, you know, that pull towards pleasure. You know, one of the things when I lost the weight that I would tell clients, and, and you know, I didn't mean this in a mean way, but I, I wanted to say this to them because I wanted them to... I thought it had a powerful impact. I said, you know, the way that I feel when I'm sick is the way that you feel all the time. And you just don't know that because you've never really been thin or truly healthy. So, you know, a lot of it is really installing that and, you know, switching around a lot of our associations. You know, for instance, one of we, you and I were talking on the break, and one of the things that you said is what everybody says about moving. You know, you're in the middle of moving, and it's, oh, I hate moving. But then you said something else that was very powerful, which was, I really love where I'm going. You know, now you've, you and I didn't talk about this, but undoubtedly you've probably been to where you're going. So you've experienced that. You know, you've been there, and you're like, wow, I really like it here. Yes. I can't wait to be here. And, you know, people that have never been thin don't have that experience. It's like, it's like going through all the pain of moving but not really knowing where you're going. It just, you've just seen a picture. And it's a matter of going into the subconscious and really installing at that so that all of these other things become worth it. It's not what you're denying yourself to have this outcome. It's, you know, it's a reframe in terms of why am I doing this? I'm doing this because this is what I want and this is why I want it. And you begin to install those things at a deep subconscious level so that you don't just have the push away from pain that gets you halfway there. You've got the pull towards pleasure that takes you the, other, uh, the rest of the distance also. What do you do with someone who has been thinner, has been thin most of her life or his life, and at that time was in some way violated or hurt, traumatized in some way, and that program is running. When I get there, I might be hurt again. What do you do with that? Well, from there, it's really just a matter of, you know, it's a similar process. You know, it, if you're talking about someone who kind of went through a trauma, you know, as an adult, you know, in many ways, you know, those beliefs, you know, you know again, I hate speaking in generalizations about that, but sometimes those beliefs aren't quite as entrenched as they were in childhood, and these types of processes will work much easier in terms of some of the processes to actually dialogue with those wounded parts. You know, the other thing is that sometimes we have processes 
from or things in our subconscious that are kind of ticking time bombs that don't get activated until later in life. I had a client who was perfectly thin and healthy up until she turned, I think, something like 42. It's been a lot of years. I don't remember exactly the number, but I think it was like 42. And she started putting on weight, and she had no reason why. She was just driven to eat all the time. And when we started doing this work, what we found out was, you know, her mother had died when she, her mother was 42 and she was, had, the client had been a child. And the one memory this child took away was that her mother got really thin just before she died. So in her subconscious, what got linked was 42 years old plus being thin equals death. Wow. And for some reason, you know, that just got triggered. And at 42 years old, she immediately starts eating because subconsciously she believes if I am thin at 42 years old, I will die. You know, so a lot of times these programs are, are implanted in childhood and they run later, but it's a very similar process. Where, you know, no matter when it happens, it's uncovering it and understanding this is how the subconscious mind works. These are the mechanisms that work against you, and this is how we can begin making them work toward, for you. That almost sounds like the same program that people use when they say, you know, yeah, I'm fat, but my mother was fat and all of her relatives are fat. My father was fat, all his. So I'm always probably going to be fat. Isn't that sort of the same thing? Yeah, very much so. And, you know, people will look at that and they'll talk about genetics and all of this. But, you know, what did we talk about at the beginning of the show? Our very DNA begins to change based on what we're feeling. So while, you know, things may appear to be physically inherited genetically, how much of that is really a byproduct of, you know, generational abuse or generational um, ideas and concepts and beliefs that are passed down from one family to the next. So those things can truly all be changed and and shifted around. The person just has to, again, be willing to do the work and as opposed to settling for those, those kind of, you know, excuses or answers. And I think that's the key to the whole thing. They have to be willing to do the work. Uh, And I know people come to you for one-on-one who still aren't willing to do the work. If they're willing to do the work, they can do it with your program. Well, and, and, you know, that's one of the outcomes. You know, one of the things that I consider a successful outcome is when people will come in and they all say the same thing. I'll do anything to lose weight. It's the most important thing to me. And then after a few sessions of us going through and uncovering a lot of this these stuff that's there, they then will come back and they'll say, you know what, I thought I really wanted it more than anything, but I really don't want to deal with this right now. I would be, I would be happier being overweight than dealing with this right now. And to a degree, that's a successful outcome because they're no longer in denial about it. They're consciously aware of what it is. And, that now they're, and I know that that person is going to, at some point, be ready to deal with that. Whereas then if they never come to consciousness about it, they're just going to spend their whole life lying to themselves, saying, I want to do this more than anything. I would, I would do anything to have this. And that lie, that lack of consciousness, keeps them from ever having the awareness they need to, to really do the work. Yeah, but it's the, I, I, I really want to do this but kind of thing. I mm-hmm. really want to do this but. Asher, I hate to say this, but we are right up to the end of the show What's the thought you want to leave with our listeners today? Well, the, the big thought is just simply this. If you've been trying to lose weight your whole life and have cycled in and cycled out weight gains, ups, downs, and you've never been able to do it, obviously, you know, the definition of insanity, it, you know, that kind of popular cliche definition is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And 
you know, that's essentially what's going on. You know, if you've been able to accomplish so much else in your life, raise a family, graduate from school, have a career, overcome other types of adversity, but you haven't been able to do something like lose weight that comparatively speaking should be easier, then that's a great indication that there's something that's going on beneath your conscious awareness. And if you want a different result, it's time to do something different. And, you know, that's what these processes are about. It's about doing something different to produce a different result, the result that you want. I couldn't recommend Asher's book more. Please, please, if you have a weight problem, get Fats to Fearless. Uh, easy title, easy to find. One of the best sellers on Amazon. Please get it. Next week's guest, we're going to talk about the real skinny. I didn't realize I put that in when I, when I put that at the end of this show. It's a real skinny on MLMs, our network marketing. We're going to talk with Dave Jordan, who's the founder and CEO of Valentis, a remarkable company. Asher, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a delight, and we will have to do this again. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.